There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody out there is doing well today. And it is November 10th, 2022. It is two days after the midterm elections, and we're still seeing a lot of fallout from this election. Um, you know, New York State, it's becoming more and more apparent that something was going on in New York State. Um, we're seeing various different reports pertaining to votes being changed. And I wanted to pull up this one specifically. I'm looking for it on my computer, man. I got, I was scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And now I'm like, oh no, here we go. Hold on. Let me, let me pull this up real quick. And there it is. So Diane Saar or Sarah, I think it is Sarah. She was a libertarian or a independent candidate for Senate um, running against Chuck, Chuck Schumer. And Joe Pinion. And she posted this on her Twitter this morning. She said on election night, she had 50,408 votes. Okay? This was snapshot from mainstream media. She had 50,408 votes. This was confirmed on the the New York's website. And uh, today, she has 29,954. How how do you decrease by almost 20,000 votes? That makes no sense. That's exactly the point. Is it makes no sense because the rig is in. Something is going on here. We're seeing this throughout the country in various different states. Now, the Gateway Pundit put out a great article today called uh, How the Democrats, or It Worked Once, Why Not Twice, Here Are Five Ways Democrats Are Cheating and Stealing the 22 Election Like They Did in 2022. Number one, it's called the drop and roll. One of the biggest ways they stole in 2020 election uh, for president was a drop and roll method. In the drop and roll incidents in 2020 election, we, uh, a gateway pundit identified that around the point where 90% of the expected ballots were returned, a large batch of ballots was dropped with nearly every ballot going to Joe Biden. These batches were as large as 330,000 ballots for Biden in Virginia at one time. Then after that point, nearly all the batches of ballots recorded in the election were the same ratio of Biden to Trump, with Biden always receiving more ballots than Donald Trump. These results were not random and clearly not legitimate. The drops were always in favor of Democrat candidates. Uh, Already this week, the Gateway Pundit has seen this method used in Michigan, Minnesota, and Georgia. And Georgia's the runoff is held with the top two candidates if neither candidate exceeds 50% of the vote. This ballot drop may have been prevented Herschel Walker from winning the election outright with more than 50% of the vote. And we do see this, that Warnock got this massive jump in votes um, around 11 p.m. at night. The other way that they cheat, training election workers to treat. Uh, to cheat. In 2020, training sessions were organized and delivered to poll workers in Detroit, Michigan, on how to disregard and destroy Republican votes on Election Day. This training is now being introduced into standard training at election training events across the country. Prior to the 2020 election, audios from election workers training events in Detroit were released. In the audios, 
the obvious Democrat trainers told election workers to accept provisional ballots when someone says they didn't vote but finds out at the polls that someone else voted for them. The trainer then instructs the election worker to set their ballots aside, ignore the provisional ballots, and basically get rid of them once the person leaves. So the other part, and by the way, that's happening too. So Colorado is really interesting. The majority of the counties are run by uh, by blue Democrats. Majority of the poll workers are Democrats. Um, and, and what we see is that you you go in to vote, and so you, you get a mail-in ballot. So you can take the mail-in ballot, you can drop it off, and you're good to go. That's great. I don't. I go in to vote in person. Now, when you go in to vote in person, you surrender your ballot. They give you this little form to fill out. You take the form, you confirm with your driver's license, which I find is comical since Democrats don't want voter ID, but you still have to confirm when you go vote in person with a driver's license. And you, you they mark a number on there. You go to a, uh, a machine and you vote on the machine and it prints out a piece of paper. On this piece of paper, it shows everybody you voted for, their political party, which I think is interesting. Why are they putting that on there? And then there's a QR code. And then you have to go put it in this big box that's secured. Well, what happens to the votes after that securing? Where is the chain of custody after that? Who, who is taking those votes out of that box, putting them into a nice pile, and feeding them into a machine? Secondly, this is just regular printer paper. This is regular 8.5 by 11 printer paper. So basically, they could take one ballot, per se, scan it multiple times for a Democrat, and just scan it over and over and over again. There's nothing stopping them. And this is what I think is happening to Lauren Boebert right now, is that they're trying to steal her election by doing the same thing, is going out there, seeing, okay, what's the margin that we need? Okay, throw out those Republican ballots, and think about how easy that would be. To take an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper with that says Republican on the front, all Republican candidates has a QR code, and you take that and you got to feed it into a scanner, or you have to hand scan it. Either way, who's to say that they're just fake scanning the Republican ballots and then only scanning the Democrat ballots? There's a certain level. Of, of opportunity for people to cheat in these elections, especially in Colorado. In Colorado, I'm telling you, is is not what they say it is. This is absolutely um, probably a red state, I would say, um, if not at least 50-50. But what we're seeing is that every election since 2018, oh my goodness, you know, two th- before 2018 and 2016, it was about 50, 49, 51 for the elections for conservative and Democrat. And then in 2018, it was like 90, 10. It just completely shifted. And because they started cheating, they just didn't care anymore. Now, the other methodology that they, they use to steal is stealing the identities of voters to steal their vote. Democrats were stealing the identity of voters in 2020. And it appears Democrats were also stealing the identity of voters in 2022. Uh, And prime example of this is in Pennsylvania, where they elected a man who has been dead for two years. He's been dead for two years. They elected him to Congress, okay, a Democrat, and he's been dead for, for years. How does that happen? Well, that happens because, uh, well, 
Dead people vote for dead people, I guess. <laughs> slow walking results. Uh, Democrats are notorious for delaying counting and slow walking results until they manufacture enough votes to take the lead. Then they shut down the counting. Democrats have been doing this for years. The 2020... 2020- 2020 Democrats managed to manufacture a million ballots after election night when President Donald Trump was leading by almost 800,000. This was quite a feat. Uh, Today, liberal officials are slow walking the results to Arizona and Nevada. Late night ballot drops are caught on video. In 2020, there are two mysterious late night ballot drops of over 75 boxes of ballots in Detroit's TFC TFC Center. Uh, The 2022, they did it again. Uh, This is only a partial list of what's actually happening. In, in Georgia, we see the unexplained ballot drop in Georgia, which for Herschel Walker, which is called the drop and roll. Okay, we're seeing the same thing uh, with Minnesota with uh, Dr. Scott Jensen. Now, some good news here, and and this is going to be uh, phenomenal how this turns out, because we have to understand that the only reason that right now this is a close race, okay, it's not because the Republicans did poorly. Um, there, there's massive fraud involved here to make this a close race. But see, they couldn't cheat as much as they wanted to cheat because the voter turnout on the right-hand side was so great. Now, on Steve Bannon earlier, the breakdown of the remaining 621,856 ballots left to count in Arizona. Uh, via Kerry Lake's senior advisor, they are stating there is no mathematical path for Katie Hobbs to actually win. And they know this because the Arizona State um, Secretary of State posts how many ballots are left to count and which counties they are actually from. And knowing the 2020 general election, knowing the 2018 election, you can go in there with statistical models and determine which candidate, left or right, is going to get a percentage of the vote. And knowing that, Carol Wren came out there, senior advisor to Carrie Lake, and said that basically, if election day drop-offs, 384,414 total, break just 52% to 48% in the way of Carrie Lake, which they're most likely going to, her opinion is is they're going to break 70%, but that is the level of rage that we have right here that we're working with. They have been breaking at the high level, but I'm just pointing out that we could win with just 52% breaking. Keep in mind, that's just breaking for Maricopa County. Those rural counties are going for us. The Pima County election drop-offs are also going to break for us. They are breaking 60-40 for us right now as far as people who actually voted on election day. So Kerry Lake wins... Um, this election in Arizona, this is significant. I'm going to talk about why it's significant if Kerry Lake wins, but also why the majority of the fraud that we saw in the public purview was focused on Pennsylvania and Arizona. This is critical to understand. The, the Democrats, I think they realized that they could only go out there and steal a few of these elections, key elections. Their objective was to stop Republican governors from coming in that are Trump-endorsed American first because that gives them control over the states. And then secondly, to take control of the Senate. They can take control of the Senate. They can stop impeachment and all these other things. So I think that after we come back from this break, we're going to see kind of how this all begins to make sense of why this election went the way it did. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show right after this.
Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. Secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right. We are back with the Dark Delight Show. And why was this critical to steal Pennsylvania and Arizona? Those two governor candidates, Carrie Lake and Doug Mastriano, are election deniers. They are two people who came out and ran on the idea that once they become governor... They're going to overturn the 2020 election results after a thorough investigation. See, what happens if Arizona and Pennsylvania, the governor comes in, investigates, finds actual fraud, okay, and then decertifies the 2020 election? Well, that means that Joe Biden doesn't have enough electors to actually stay in power, that Donald Trump would have the majority of electors which that would go to Congress for a vote, which the Republicans would have the power. See, that's one of the important parts, as well as they needed to control the Senate. And both of those states had Senate candidates that were up that they potentially thought they could cheat and vote or cheat, vote and cheat. And so what we're seeing, though, is Doug Mastriano and Mohammed Oz both lost massively in Pennsylvania. Um, we're seeing... 
massive fraud being spread throughout Pennsylvania. It's really interesting because they have uh, the 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 one count ballot. So you go to a ballot and all your candidates are on that ballot and you just usually people are party line voting, you know, Republican, 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 Republican. Most people don't say, well, I'm going to vote for the Democrat this time and the Republican over here. People don't do that. That That's about, you know, less than probably 3% of the time. But if you go to the county election results in Pennsylvania, what you'll see is that Dr. Oz, a Trump-endorsed candidate, was winning a county over Fetterman, won a county over Fetterman, when Doug Mastriano lost that county. That doesn't make any sense at all. And we see that throughout. We also see it in Georgia. But, you know, if you go to red states that were not claiming had voter fraud, you don't see that. You, you see party-line votes. You see all the way down the board that the, the governor candidate and the Senate candidate were, have a, a certain total of votes within the same margin, but they're winning the same counties. It's only in Arizona, Pennsylvania, New York is big for this. I don't know if you guys saw yesterday, but there's a video put out there if you start going to the county results and that many of the county results are recording the same number of votes, and well, the same percentage of votes for each candidate, Hochul and, and Zeldin. You know why that does that? Is because what most likely happened in New York State, and I don't know, I'm, I'm speculating here, I wasn't there, but this is kind of what I would see happening. The only way that you would get that same, I think it was 67, uh, 67, 33% or whatever it was between Hochul and, and Zeldin, and this was multiple counties. So Zeldin would always have the same 38%, 38%, 38%, where Hochul would have the same percentage as well. In red states, or in red counties, and then in blue counties, it was the same thing. The only way that that would actually happen is if they switched the machines to simulation mode and pre-programmed the percentage. That's it. That's how that happens. And that's a good possibility of what they did. So I I urge, auditny.com, I urge everybody out there in New York State to start speaking up, to start standing up, to start filing lawsuits, because there is there is evidence of of something happening in New York State. There's no way Hochul won. I mean, come on. Even even Mayor Adams in New York City wanted her to lose. If that tells you enough, the sentiment of all the people who voted for him probably wanted her to lose as well. And what they did is they rigged the election and stole it. So I expect that we're going to see lots of lawsuits coming up. But what we have to understand is that the Democrats have a certain level of power um, that kind of like they, they have to preserve. And that would be within the Senate and within the states. And so they are looking at that. They knew they were going to lose Congress, but they could try to steal and hopefully get away with it. The problem that I see, and I hopefully that the Republicans grow a spine to actually go out and investigate this, is that when this new Congress comes in, is they open up investigations into the 2020 election fraud as well as the 2022 primaries. That, that's my hope. If we can get Republicans out there to do that, we're going to see some massive changes in this country. We're going to see people go to jail. Now, talking about people going to jail, do you remember the, uh, the company Connick who was charged by the, uh, the Attorney General 
in Los Angeles County with selling over 2.5 million um, American citizens' personal private information to China. Now, Connick was basically a Democrat-funded company that was in charge of election data. And they sent poll worker information directly to China ahead of the 2020 elections. Well, their CEO, Eugene Yu, all right, was arrested prior to the elections, midterms this year, because of this. Well, guess what? Los Angeles County has dropped the criminal charges on Connick Chief Executive Officer Eugene Yu a day after the midterm elections. This, this is what happens. This is how it works in Democrat politics. Something needs to get done, they get done, and then they just release the charges. What else do we got here? Crooked election operatives still counting. This is, uh, we have Colorado and Arizona and Nevada that are still counting. Right now, Republicans are in the lead in the House of Representatives um, with 209 seats to 191 Democrats. Um, Republicans need seven to gain control of the House. And this is going to be epic when they actually do. There's actually... Uh, statistically speaking, there's no way that the Republicans cannot take majority over the House, which is really good news. Um, it looks like Lauren, Lauren Boebert uh, is going to have the election stolen from her. Um, there's no, well, there, there's a way that people can win like that, but she lives in a very, very red county. And it's almost, a, <laughs> if you go down to the southern part of Colorado, there's very few Democrats. It's like 90-10 in the sense of the percentage. And so the fact that she's losing is quite interesting. So one of the mega donors for the Democrats, all right, th- this is a guy by the name of Sam Bankman Freed. He is the founder of a cryptocurrency exchange called FTX. Well, if you saw crypto the last few days and you saw this massive exodus, it's because of what X. Ex- uh, FTX had done. Basically, what FTX did is they created a sister company, Alameda Capital, and they began issuing loans from FTX to Alameda. Okay, well, that happens with companies. But the problem is, is they were funding these loans with the deposits made by their users on their platform. And now their sp- sister company, Alameda, owes them over $10 billion. And who owns the, the sister company? They do. It's just money laundering. So they're being investigated. They had to liquidate a whole bunch of assets and crypto crashed. It's moving up right now. But we'll see how long that lasts. But man, you know, it, it's one of the problems right now in the crypto industry is shady people like this and the lack of various points of regulation. I'm not against regulation, but I'm not for regulation. I think that there has to be self-regulatory committees, uh, kind of like a blockchain committee that's formed by various organizations that comes together, like ICANN, right? That comes together and sets these regulations, IEEE, these types of things. That's what needs to happen. Um, Anthony Sabatini of uh, Florida, congressman, 
He says three congressmen so far have indicated that they'll be voting against McCarthy for Speaker of the House. We need four more to commit to the vote against McCarthy in order to stop his speakership. If your congressman hasn't publicly come out against McCarthy, then they are working against you. And I agree with this. There's no way we can let Kevin McCarthy become Speaker of the House. Um, You're probably asking, well, why not? What's wrong with Kevin McCarthy? Well, firstly, Kevin McCarthy came out against Donald Trump and said that he, uh, he he should be arrested for the January 6th incident. Okay, Then he came out and denied voter fraud in the 2020 election. Um, do you remember what he did to Madison Cawthorn? Madison Cawthorn was a congressman from, uh, from North Carolina in the wheelchair, if you remember this guy. Well... Cawthorn is a very, very Christian man. He, he's, very, uh, he's very devout in that sense. Well, he was invited to a orgy at another congressman's house. And he just couldn't hold it in anymore, and he had to go public about it. And he came out and he said, hey, I was, uh, I was invited to an orgy at this house this orgy and a party at this house of people that I had respected my whole life. And I come to find out that they're doing these horrible sins. And then the next day, Kevin McCarthy comes out and says, Oh, Madison Cawthorn was just joking around. He needs to take that back. That never happened. Madison Cawthorn comes back and says, yeah, absolutely. It did happen. And then Kevin McCarthy works to get him removed. Why? Because the orgy was at Kevin McCarthy's house. That should give you an indication. And it was Democrats and Republicans that were both there, FYI. We're going to take a quick break. Be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, we are back with Dark Delight Show. And as a reminder, everybody, we are streaming live right now on darktolightradio.com. Uh, the best way to get that, because you're not going to find the link on darktolightradio.com, is you have to go to our locals community and you have to become a member next week. That is going to go full subscription, which is cool. We're giving just that free week trial with this week, kind of testing out the bugs and stuff. People who are watching there just saw me going back and forth with the fade, and so it would like play something and then cut off. I apologize for that, guys. Uh, just running some uh, some tests here, trying to figure some things out and, and get the best uh, the way to stream this. And next week we should be ramping up a little bit more on this but uh if you if you guys are interested in checking that out locals so it's redpillproject.locals.com and it's a great way to help support this show the red pill project and the dark delight show um we were just talking about why kevin mccarthy should not be speaker of the house you know we have various different people i mean you got matt Getz, you got andy biggs you got uh, Jim Jordan, the, these are all probable candidates. Marjorie Taylor Greene would be an amazing one because if you remember the irony from 2020 when she came in is that you had Nancy Pelosi censor her because uh, she was very outspoken about the, the 2020 steal. Um, but it would be very, very, uh, excuse me, it would be very, very ironic if she became speaker. I, I doubt that's going to happen. I think it's going to probably be uh, Matt Getz, Andy Biggs, or McCarthy. I don't think McCarthy's going to have the votes after today, but we'll see what happens there. But we are definitely looking like we're going to take the House of Representatives, which is great. 
Um, going in here and looking at the major indexes, the economy is booming right now. Uh, we had a massive surge. The NASDAQ is up over 600 points, 5.84% today. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 863 points, 2.66%. And the S&P 500 up 159 points, 4.26%. This comes after the Consumer Price Index uh, came in less than expected, which means that the inflationary rate or the cost of goods and services wasn't as high as expected, and people took this in good market sentiment. Um, great. You know what? That's always a good thing. You know, But oil and gas are up as well. Gold is up 2.26%. Silver is up 1.33%. That's what we're talking about here today, right? And hey, if silver keeps on going up, I'm okay. I'm okay. Because you know, we got Dr. Kirk Elliott, right? And if you're, if you're working with Dr. Kirk Elliott, you're getting your silver, you're getting into your portfolio, you're getting into your IRA, you're getting into your 401k, nothing to worry about. It's going to be a great day. And silver is up over $21 today, so that's just fantastic. Feeling good about that. Um, moving on over to uh, what's happening between Russia and Ukraine. Now, this is really interesting. Uh, we knew that Ukraine was going to move in uh, to the Kursian region, which is just uh, west of Crimea. And this is one of the eastern provinces that Russia has controlled since they took over the Donbass and the Lusesh regions. Uh, and Ukraine went in there with U.S. military might, U.K. military might, most likely combatant commanders on the ground from the United States military, plus many different contractors. And uh, they, they beat the... well according to the mainstream media, is they beat the heck out of Russia pretty bad. And Russia had a retreat out of the Kherson area. Now, the objective from what we're hearing for Ukraine is to go in there and take back Crimea, which is a major port of entry into the Ukrainian area from Russia. This is why they wanted uh, Crimea in 2014. If that happens, you will see Putin come out and probably declare actual war and start bombing the heck out of Kiev and the rest of Ukraine, taking out the energy infrastructure. Um, interesting enough, Iran has finally admitted it's supplying Russia with its kamikaze combat drones. After weeks of acknowledging this, Iran's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Hossein Amir Abdullahanian, I have no idea how to pronounce that name, but that's the best I can do, made this acknowledgement on November 5th, but insisted that the weapon transfer began before the start of the Ukraine conflict. Uh, the, the admission comes after weeks of contradictory messages from Iran regarding its weapon shipments that come to light after Russia used the Iranian drones, specifically the Shahid-136 kamikaze drones against Ukrainian targets. So what's going on there? Well, I think the election has really kind of uh, dulled it down in the public exposure, which is really what the United States and the Western nations wanted. They wanted, to, they wanted to fund a proxy war against Russia to stop Russia and China's incursion with the BRICS Plus nations, stop them from uh, gathering energy resources in Ukraine, stop them from doing, you know, stopping them from finding out their crimes and everything like that that was occurring in Ukraine. And the Western nations have fought this proxy war. And it's been in the public purview for a long time. It was one of the main concerns moving in, at least on the Republican side, into the November primaries. And now it's not even heard of. You can't find really anywhere within the mainstream media news. And that's by design. 
And they're going to start to move away from that narrative and probably push towards the narrative of Republicans coming into Congress, how your life's going to be hell, and what they're going to change, and women's rights are going away. I was talking to someone yesterday. Well, I was, I was, I guess I was talking to myself, but I, I like to get on to Twitter and, and social media. And I like to communicate with people with different political affiliations because, you know, I, I am conservative. I was a registered libertarian for many years. Um, and, and the one problem with libertarians is they don't win elections. It's just a fact of life. Um, when I look at the modern political landscape, I would say that I am uh, not far right. I am just kind of over that branch. I have a lot of thoughts in my mind in the sense of social structure, government reform, banking reform, those types of things that I would actually like to see that some people would think are probably pretty liberal or at least classically liberal. But when we're looking at what's happening right now in the political landscape, I'd like to go on there and, and discuss with people to see what their thoughts are, what, what their concerns are. And the interesting thing is, is that most of the people on the left and the right have exactly the same concern. They're talking about the same things that they want fixed in their world, in their country. The problem is, is the solution that they want to bring about. Now, on the left, they believe that the problems are caused with capitalism, with people being racist or homophobe or whatever it might be, and this brings about the problems that they're seeing. So they want temporary relief from these problems, where on the right, we go in and say the government is the problems. They're the ones who've continuously brought about these problems, and they just want to feed the left these temporary you know, res uh, these temporary solutions to the consequences instead of actually going in there and fixing the heart of the problem. You know, women's rights. I, I, I love this one. Women's rights or, or like trans rights, for instance, right? Let me ask you this. As a human being in the United States of America, as an American citizen, the Declaration of Independence says that you are endowed by your creator with certain inalienable rights. Okay? The Constitution lays out what the government cannot do to infringe upon your rights. But this shows you that whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, whether you're a man, a woman, trans, or non-gender identifying, you have the same rights in this country. There's no rights that a woman, there's no rights that a man has that a woman doesn't have. There's no rights that a, a man has that a trans man doesn't have. And see, that's where this delusion comes in. People start looking at rights and saying that, well, my right to choose, right, is what they're talking about. My right to choose health care, health care for the, for the woman. A, a, women have equal health care with men. I mean... Am I wrong on this? If you go to an employer and, and you're going to get added to their health care PMO, do they uh, say, oh, you're a woman. I'm sorry. You, you can't uh, get health care here. <laughs> I've heard that zero times. Actually, there's federal laws stating that you can't do that. So women have just the same equal opportunity to get health care that men do, at least from my perspective. Okay. But see, what they're actually talking about is they're talking about abortion rights. 
Now they're saying the Republicans, they want to kill abortion rights. That's kind of funny, right? They, they want to kill abortion rights. They want to get rid of it and they want to ban it. That, that's just not true. That's just not true at all. And, and see, this is what the propaganda and the media actually perpetuate. But it's not true. Why is it not true? Firstly, the reversal of Roe versus Wade. This decision from Alito's majority opinion stated that the federal government has no jurisdictional authority over abortion. Period. It says that basically we cannot infringe on a woman's right to choose. Period. It's not our responsibility. That's like a win for people. Right? Why is that a win? Because it throws it to the 10th Amendment to the states, which the states get to come out and decide what they want to do with abortion. Now, why is that a win for the women? Because here's the thing. Is if you had a federal mandate on abortion, that would be that would be put out there to all the states, which the states would have to abide by it. Which means that there's one mandate and to get it changed is going to be incredibly difficult. But with the decision actually going to the states, the states now become competitive amongst each other. Is a woman has 50 different states to choose from, depending upon their beliefs and depending upon the legislation in those states. That's more choice that you actually get. Now, they're saying, oh, well, these Republicans, you know, they want to ban it. Name one state that's completely banned abortion. Completely. Zero. Doesn't exist. We're going to take a quick break. Be back with more Dr. Light Show right after. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. 
My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right. Back with the Dr. Light Show. And I was just talking about the abortion issue there. And, and, and do we all understand this logic? Is that the, the, le- the left and liberals are out there like, you know, we, we lost the women's right to choose. And this was a major issue into the midterm elections for Gen Zers. But here's the problem. Is women actually gained more opportunities of choice pertaining to abortion because of the Supreme Court decision. And they say, well, you know, Republicans, they want to outlaw it. Well, they want to outlaw abortion after a certain point. Yes, that's right. They don't want a nine-month-old baby in the womb of a mother to be aborted. In the state of Colorado and Virginia, they have this, this, this clause that up to 30 days post-birth that you can do it. This, this is horrendous. Right? Listen. What we're seeing here with abortion is, is, is a sign that there's a decline within the moral and ethical base of our civilization, of our country. Most of the red states out there who are producing new abortion legislation are saying first trimester, doctor approved, doctor recommended, right? That, that, that's it. And it's always really been that way, even before Roe vs. Wade was overturned, is you went into a Planned Parenthood, you would talk to a doctor, and the doctor would be like, okay, cool, well, well, this is what you want, this is what you want, but they would do it at six months, they would do it at eight months, which is horrendous, and then, I don't know if people remember this, but Planned Parenthood was involved in many different schemes of taking those baby parts and selling them, and selling the organs, Oh, yeah. People didn't know that. They were selling them to pharmaceutical companies and research laboratories for, for science. That's right. So they were taking those, those dead babies' limbs and organs and selling them for science. Because that's how they were making money. If you remember that Project Veritas video that came out. But see, the left doesn't care about that. They, 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 they think that uh, we're just crazy. That No, I should have the right to kill my baby up till nine months because I'm a mother. No, no, you actually you shouldn't. That's morally and ethically wrong, and that's actually against the law. And see, those laws are in place for a reason, to preserve life, to preserve rights and freedoms. And at some point in time, we have to understand that that fetus becomes a baby. It becomes a being. Now, some people believe that that's at conception. I'm one of the people that believes that that occurs at conception. But also, here's the thing, is that that doesn't become a functional, sustaining being. Until about, what, the four four weeks, it starts getting a heartbeat, right? Once it gets that heartbeat and the brain starts developing, that, that's when most abortions are before that point. And that's what a lot of these red states are doing. But see, the liberals, they don't want to discuss this. They don't want to talk about this. They just want to yell and scream at you because they think they're right. And see, that's the interesting thing it is when you go in there, the red pill people. It's not about showing them that they're wrong. It's not about putting them down because you disagree with them. It's not about attacking them because you have different views of them. Like I said, 
most most people, we agree on the problems are all the same. The problems are exactly the same. It's the solutions that we differ on. And solutions, we can always compromise on. And that's what has to be coming back to the table. Now, one of the other things that they're talking about out there, besides women's rights and stuff like this, is corporate greed. Oh, the inflation is because of corporate greed. What? (laughs) It's like one of the most asinine things I've ever heard in my life. Inflation is due to corporate greed. No, inflation is due to radicalized printing and spending by a government and the Federal Reserve and Central Bank. That, that's literally what causes inflation. And then when you have certain market volatility and demand, supply and demand volatility, increase and decrease in supply chain, when you have, when you have uh, an energy crisis because of a war and so forth, or because of bad executive orders, this is what causes inflation. Inflation is a result to the circulation of the money supply. It has nothing to do with the corporate greed. The corporate greed is a consequence of inflation. And this comes about because these corporations, they have to make up for lost revenue. They have responsibilities to shareholders, right? And so if the cost of raw materials, production, manufacturing, shipping, distribution, uh, exporting, importing, if all that cost increases because of inflation, the cost to do business goes up. So they have to put a higher profit margin on there because they have to make up for lost gains from months ago because of how the inflation started. And then they sell it to the gas station. The gas station has to go out there and say, okay, well, I just paid a premium price for this. Now I got to put a profit on it. And then that goes to the consumer. That's why inflation is bad for the consumer. Now, I'm not saying that corporate profit, corporate greed isn't high and that corporations should say, hey, look, you know, let's reduce our, our profit margins. That is up to them. That's business. If you, don't wanna, if you don't want them to have high profits, stop buying their products. There's multiple companies out there that compete with them. And this is the thing that left, the left does not understand. This is the thing that the left does not get through their skull, is that this is the beauty of free market capitalism, is that you have the right to choose. Hey, Chevron has massive profits or corporate greed. Well, you're sitting there pumping $5 a gas into your car from Chevron. That's what I'm saying. It's asinine. These people coming out there. They have no idea what they they, they listen to CNN and, and I'm assuming here they listen to CNN MS, MSNBC. They take the talking points and they regurgitate them without any fact or investigation onto it. Not all of them, but some. And so these were the pressing issues of the Gen Zers coming into the midterm elections. Now the problem is that the most Gen Zers, I don't think truly understand the problems that are occurring right now. I had one that I was talking to on Twitter earlier. This person was claiming. They have a $250,000 in student debt because they're going through medical school. And that's atrocious. They shouldn't have to pay that. Dude, you signed the papers. You went to college. You went to the bank. You took out a loan. You signed those papers. You said, I want to be a doctor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take $250,000 of loans out because I know how much it's going to cost before I get into it. And now you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, I don't want to pay that. That's a problem. That's personal responsibility. And they don't want to have that. The fact that the next generation coming up doesn't have personal responsibility. 
They don't have the ability to discipline themselves to even investigate the real issues of what's really happening. Like I said, the left and the right are just the two wings of the same bird. Doesn't matter who's in power, they're going to screw you equally. I guarantee it. Right now, we have a different situation. We have Trump-endorsed American first patriots actually coming into Congress. Not the majority. Guaranteed, not the majority. And they will be shown and told real fast how to act and how to vote. And within two years' time, it's going to be business as usual. It's just the Republicans taking the kickbacks this time. Because our system is inherently broken. That's it. The system is inherently broken. Period. It needs to get fixed. The only way to fix it is to tear down everything built on the foundation and begin reconstruction. That's my opinion. That's all we have for you with the Dark Delight Show today. We'll be back with you tomorrow with open lines taking your calls. You guys have a great day. See you then.